It is Monday, March 20th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by Fubo. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. And a quick reminder as we get going, the Baseball Today is brought to you by Fubo. So you're looking for an awesome way to stream your team's games this coming season? Fubo has got you covered. It is a streaming service, over 200 live channels, sports, movies, shows, news. They have Fox, they have FS1, they have FS2, which has certainly come in handy over the last couple of weeks with the World Baseball Classic. They have ESPN, so it gets you all set for the baseball season. All coming your way at the lowest price, so you never miss your team's games. Visit FuboTV.com slash baseball today to see which channels are in your lineup and score 15% off your first month as well and don't forget end of this week on friday our fubo tv question of the week send it in by thursday night so we can use it on friday's show so you can become famous and get some baseball today swag with that being said how you doing my dude i'm so happy we're back to five days a week i need structure in my life chris i can't have this every other day thing so we're back baseball's here in 11 days i'm talking about mlb but world baseball classic has been shining i was in utah with a bunch of friends who are baseball fans ish you know very light very casual fans i think the kids call them casuals uh these days but we had them locked into the wbc and there was some freaking banger of games going on Let's just say that the women, the women found a guy in the team USA they really like, and I'll I'll talk about him later. Oh, okay. I'm curious. I know you are. I know is. you are. A little cliffhanger right there. That's it show business. Good. That's show business right there. Which is different than Shohei business, just Ooh. to let everybody know. That'll be on display later tonight when the winner of the Team Mexico, Team Japan game, will face Team USA because they took it to Cuba over the weekend, beat them up in the semifinals. But, of course, everybody's still a buzz over what happened Saturday night down in Miami. Trey Turner, the eighth-inning grand slam to give the USA the lead for good. Uh, did it feel like you were watching the playoffs when you were tuned in on Saturday night? Even different than the playoffs for me. The The emotion that was coming out of these players is – really usually only reserved for the game seven type stuff, walk off type stuff. I mean, this was the game that we were most glued into, you know, us comes out, puts up three in the first inning, Venezuela answers. My guy, Luisa rise comes and answers. And then they mm. go up and Trey Turner. I mean, that I can't name. I mean, that's one of the bigger home runs we've seen in baseball in the last, what, five years, something like that. We got like a Bryce Harper one yep. to, to send the Phillies. Uh, I know there's some walk-offs I'm forgetting, but this just felt, it felt like a big moment. It felt like the Adam Jones catch moment that we still see that highlight all the time. This felt the same as that. Our, our room, we were having dinner while this was happening and it erupted, you know, down Oh two, we have the bases loaded. I was like, this guy's just got to put the ball in play here. And he took that swing and and we had it stopped right there on the follow through. That was a pretty freaking swing. Everything that guy does on the field looks pretty, but to also produce four runs there, the emotion straight into the dugout. I mean, it, I have chills right now talking about it. And I don't get that way with baseball. I've had a lot of baseball experiences in my life. Like things don't phase me that, that got me. And like I said, the entire room went crazy. And um, we talked about talking baseball a little bit this morning, but Trey Turner becoming like captain America, pretty cool story, man. 
Yeah, from the nine nine spot. Nine hole. Even though Mark DeRosa, even though Mark DeRosa told us on the Rose rotation, there's no way he's going to be hitting down at the bottom of the order. <laughs> we resent out the uh, the amazing clip of the discussion that he had with the Dodgers uh, analytics head, who's been hired by Team USA Baseball, and obviously the numbers guy won over DeRosa because DeRosa was like, that guy's going to be hitting near the top of the lineup. And he's been hitting toward the bottom of the lineup the entire time. And guess what? It's worked pretty well. Um, so for me, I got to be honest with you. I am never going to compare this to a Cleveland Guardians slash Indians in recent years playoff experience for me. It's just not. Okay. That's my team. Some of my greatest memories are with that squad, all that sort of stuff. But I was fired up Saturday night when Daniel Bard could not find home plate. I'm yelling at the TV. I almost wanted to text Dero. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, get him out of the game. It's driving me nuts. I would not have that passion in any sort of game until October. Because even when your team, if if you're a loyal fan to a single club and you love baseball, but you're loyal to your club, you don't get angry about a game in May because sometimes your bullpen, you know that guys are unavailable, all that sort of stuff. We don't get this opportunity until October. Yes. When it's winter, move on, lose, go home. And I'm getting that in the middle of March. Like, sign me up, Ploof. Absolutely incredible. And and so we, we're watching these games. Teddy and I, yesterday I came home, we watched the, um, the Cuba-U.S. game. And he had to go do something. I was like, all right, let's, we got to turn this game off. USA was crushing it. And he's like, I just want to see one more at bat. And he knows all these guys' names. And I just started to think about like, okay, well, Trey Turner can't miss a bat right now. Oh, Mookie Betts is up next. Can't miss a bat. Oh shit. Mike Trout's after him. So like, we end up just like watching the whole thing because every single yeah. batter in that lineup is can't miss at bat. Um, and I think that's, that's pretty special, but Trey Turner hitting ninth is pretty funny. Cause I remember you telling me that DeRosa was like, there's no way this guy's going to do it, but shoot. Mm-hmm. you can't move them now like this is the this is the no. mistake the managers will make you start hitting the ball well oh you're moving out to the four hole no let the guy be in that position he's comfortable it's working out for you keep him there well who are you gonna move how far up are you gonna move him by the I way i don't know that's what i'm the saying highest, also i don't know like no you're not moving him. you're not replacing mookie at the top of the lineup i know trout has struggled since the team got to miami but that's mike trout goldschmidt and arenado have been killing it they're not going anywhere i'm sure Tucker will be back in the lineup in the championship it's, it's game crazy, tomorrow. Man. So we'll see in the in the ninth spot. Is it's, this the greatest lineup off. offensively ever assembled? It's the richest lineup. <laughs> Seriously, I was sitting there. I was like, oh my God, how many billions of dollars do we have in this lineup alone? It's a lot of money in right? the lineup. I mean, well, Mike Trout's made over 400 million just by himself. So, And th- there's a couple of guys that haven't even gotten paid yet in Tucker and Alonzo. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. All right. So the, all that was the good news to come out of the world baseball classic this weekend. The bad news is, is that Jose Altuve is out for an indefinite period of time, broke his thumb after one got away from Daniel Bard on Saturday night, could be eight to 10 weeks after surgery could be longer than that. In an improved American league West, how worried should the champs be? We talked about this a little bit on Talking Baseball earlier. I mean, if there's any team that can sustain an injury to one of their stars, it is the Astros. They have the depth there. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge blow to them, though. I mean, this guy is the heart and soul. We all know what he does on the baseball field. He's incredible. Um, 
they don't have great options to really replace him. I mean, there's depth there around him, but to, you know, put someone in, in his position, there's really not, there's not great options. Mauricio Dubon, David Hensley, Ryland Bannon, they have Dixon Machado in camp. Possibly they go outside of the organization and pick up some of these remaining free agents that are out there. I'm curious to see what they do. The lineup is deep enough where they can sustain a loss, um, but it's going to be interesting. Mariners are coming. You know, the Rangers are improved. The Angels have looked good. Patrick Sandoval, you know, has looked really, really good in this tournament. And, you know, that's – we'll see how they end up. But this could this could affect the race. I mean, if, they, if the Astros struggle out the gate because they don't have their, their kind of like fearless leader at, at the front and the Mariners get off to a hot start, I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more about it uh, at that time. I think preseason right now looking at it, I, I'm, I'm, they'll be okay. I still don't think there's a – I still don't think they're going to be challenged in the AL West, but the Mariners can come prove me wrong because guess what? The Mariners have proved me wrong before. So to me, Hensley is, is the most interesting guy in very limited time a year ago. Uh, he didn't seem overmatched. You know, I think he's probably the most interesting of those guys that is going to have a chance to step in. It's more than that. You're the guy who's playing second base goes from hitting at the top of your lineup and setting the tone all the way to the bottom. I mean, few guys in the league are better than Altuve at setting the tone, right? He's out there. You know he's mashing whether the ball's a foot over his head or whether it's right down the middle, and he can click you. Last year, he actually had his most dominant season since his MVP year of 2017. So even though he's 32 years old, he's coming off a banger of a year, can still run, can still play defense, all that sort of stuff. So they're going to miss him a lot. And Yesterday on Twitter, I I think I said something to the degree of, hey, a franchise that has watched or said goodbye to the likes of Springer and Correa and Cole and Verlander in recent years are now going to be without the heartbeat of their team. And I know that we don't judge everybody based on what one or two people write or 10 or 15, but I got called a motherfucker, a clown, all that sort of stuff just for stating facts. It was I was actually applauding the Astros, that they've been able to lose as much talent as they have and still end up hoisting the commissioner's trophy. So I wouldn't bet against them. I know sometimes Astros fans get a little squirrely, just like most fan bases, but, and I know it sucks that this happened to your dude. Calm down. Maybe read a tweet. Don't judge. Yeah, I mean, look, he'll be back. That's the good thing. He's going to miss the first couple months, most likely, I would say two months. Bryce Harper had a similar injury. You want to say something? Yeah, I want to ask you something. Okay. If he's having thumb surgery, how much is that going to bother him the rest of the year? I've never had thumb surgery. Uh, but with all injuries, uh, I say the same thing. Make sure it's healed. Like, it's so mentally for guys, it's so difficult to sit out, like, the whole time they want you to sit out. You're just itching to go. You start to feel incrementally better, and then you get to a point where, like, oh, I can swing a bat. Uh, let's go but you have to give it time to heal the correct way or else it will bother you. It'll, it'll keep nagging at you. So for him, you know, just make sure it's right because this team is going to be okay. They can sustain the two months without you. They need you the second half. They need you come September. They need you come October. And you have to have that mindset that look, I get it. I'm hurt. It sucks, but let's rehab this thing so I can come back and be myself and not be some guy that's like a shell of myself because I, I hurried back a week earlier like take the extra week and make sure you're back 
Some Astros fans also pointed out we basically played without Altuve the first five or six games of the playoffs last year when he went hitless. Like, no, 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 that's different. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You're talking about being without him for months as opposed to the guy just not playing well in a series. That's not the same. If you want to say the same, Michael Brantley is as good a professional hitter as there's been in baseball over the last decade. They did win the whole thing without him yes. last year. So this is a team that's been able to put it together pretty well. You know, I mean, they impress me. They just, I don't ever count them out. And I think they no. like being, I think they like being counted out a little bit. So that's the way that'll go. This is the best roster in baseball. Um, that's not yeah. a question. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask you that question. I just said, this is the best roster in baseball. Yeah. And I was thinking about whether or not I agree. And I, okay. I would say I agree. Okay. Today's episode of Baseball Today, sponsored by these guys at Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. They offer world-class product, just as good as any expensive pair. Guess what? They're going to put money back in your pocket as well while you're going to look sexy, have really clear optics. And... They got my favorite thing, the most insane protection in the history of eyewear. Every pair of shades is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose a pair or if you break a pair, even on day one of ownership, they will replace them. Shady Rays comes to the rescue, no questions asked. They're not going to be like Rose. You sat on a pair of shades for the sixth time in the last 18 months? Sure did. No worries. Here you go, Mr. Rose. So exclusive for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code TODAY, 50% off two-plus pair of polarized sunglasses. Go do that. ShadyRays.com. Code word TODAY. Save some dough. Yo. We continue on here. Um, It's been a lot of talk, obviously. We broke it down last week with the season-ending injury to Edwin Diaz. And now Jose Altuve out a couple of months because of a surgically repaired broken thumb that big name players will shy away from this, the WBC in the future, and won't want to participate. And teams will be hesitant to fully sign off. And who knows if they'll be able to get insurance and all that sort of stuff. Well, Nolan Arenado was asked about that. I take a lot of pride in representing my country. I know all the Latin countries do, Japan, all these people do. And, uh, you know, I think it's important to represent your country, and uh, I think people need to play in this. I think there's no reason why you shouldn't. Um, if you're throwing 96 to 100 in spring training, I don't know why you can't just do that here. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I get why people don't, but I think it's important to represent. Do you think that more players will be hesitant based on what's happened over the last several days with the injuries, or they'll be more excited to sign up immediately because they've seen the enthusiasm that comes with the event? I think it's going to differ from player to player. I would say if I had to choose between those two options, I would say more guys would want to sign up because they see, you know, what these games are and they're listening to these superstars say, come play. Like, this is amazing. This is some of the more, most fun baseball you're ever going to experience. And that's true. I've experienced it. Not at that level, but you know, uh, World Cup I played in. I don't know what the heck it was called. 2009. It, it, it's still some of the fondest memories I have playing baseball for Team USA. So I get that. But like I said, it's it's case by case. And I think that's what's lost in this conversation. There, It's nuanced. I mean, you're a baseball player, and your number one commitment is not to your team. It's not to USA. It's to your family. That's, I mean, and 
I'll just say, in my opinion, I think most guys share that sentiment as well. And you're, if you're at a point where, you know, your small earning potential window is there, like say Ian Happ, I said this on, on, on talking baseball as well. I just texted with him. I said, you know, did you want to play? Could you have played? Oh, there I am. Check me out, man. Oh my God. Yeah, bro. Hey, that was okay. That this is, you interrupted me a little bit, but sure. I'll talk about myself. No big deal. Uh, that was a walk-off against team Australia right there. And oh dude, my God, in an incredible, incredible moment. I'll never forget it. I still have guys that are on that team that say that was one of the best baseball moments that I've experienced. And they were just watching it. Like it was so fun, dude. That's an Italy. Uh, you look like an actor who used to be one of the baddest criminals in law and order SVU. He was a serial killer and you look just like him. I can't oh, get past it. I'm working with a serial killer. Definitely not a serial killer, although I've killed a lot of gophers. So a serial gopher killer. You, yes. No, the answer is I'm not a serial killer, but I murdered the shit out of that baseball. I did. That's like a change up. I smoked that thing. Uh, but look, if you're in that, if you're Ian Happ, and he said that he wanted to play and he tried to play, he didn't get essentially picked for the team. But um, I think it just differs from player to player. Like if you're worried that, hey, I don't want to take any chances. I need to go out and play because I'm going to get paid for my stats during the baseball season. I totally understand that, dude. Like you, again, people need to realize like the window for earning and for a baseball player is very small. Some guys hit it big and we focus on that all the time, but a majority of the guys don't hit it big and you have to have that in your mind. So I, I get it. If you're just, if you're not going because you don't feel like you can be ramped up in time, I don't agree with that. If you're asked to play, you, you're given notice, you could you know, change your off-season program to get ramped up in time. Like You can do it. So I think Arenado was specifically kind of calling out some, some pitchers, possibly. Mm-hmm. And to me, I, I agree with them. Like if we're going to go out there in spring training and, and again, it's case by case, but you can change your program to get out there and be ready to pitch. And there's pitch limits and there's, you're not going to pitch back to back days. So there's things helping you out in that regard. Um, I would say this personally, if you get asked to play for team USA, go fucking play for team USA. It is the experience of a lifetime. It seems amazing. I mean, I listened to way I thought Wainwright was the guy who I listened the most closely to because he's played almost 20 years. He's won multiple championships. He has been in every situation. He was like, I can't believe what I'm hearing when I'm out there. I mean, the guy's been in every environment. He's pitched in enormous games at home in the playoffs. He's pitched in enormous games on the road in the playoffs. And he's like, I've never heard anything like this. How can that not get your competitive juices flowing? For me, the whole bit has been your freedom of choice. And that's what it should be about. If you don't feel like you can get ready. I mean, I, we heard, we played a soundbite from Max Scherzer last week where yep. he said, I don't, I'm putting, I feel like I'm putting my arm at risk. Maybe you are. If that's the case, tap out, don't participate. But we shouldn't fold up the tent because two of these things happen. Because if so, if we're worried about Jose Altuve breaking his thumb at the World Baseball Classic, you know what else they should cancel? The all-star game because it could have happened there. I'm shocked. It never has to be honest with you. So let's not have the all-star game. Let's just have the home run derby. Let's go chill. Let's go do what they do at the NFL. Let's go play some cute games and call it a day because you have, you run the risk of taking 96 on the thumb there as well. 
So let's stop it right away. And that is, I used to love the all-star game. Now I'm kind of, that's eh, okay. I mean, you run the okay. risk of that anytime you step on a baseball field. You talk about totally. spring training, guys aren't necessarily ready. Or if you're a guy like Jose Altuve and you stay back and you want to hit on the backfield, you're facing a guy that's 19 who's trying to impress everybody yeah. by striking out Jose Altuve. Things get a little bit squirrely out there. So like it's, it's unfortunate and you feel terrible for Astros fans. You obviously feel really bad for Jose Altuve and Edwin Diaz and Mets fans. I, I understand that. I, I get it. Like I wouldn't be happy either. Um, but this is, this is the risk you take anytime you step on a baseball field. So you can't just play major league baseball games. It doesn't work that way. And I think what most guys are saying is like, if, if we're in spring training, you might as well be here. Like, yeah, the intensity is ramped up a little bit, but you understand that, you know, that you can prepare for that a little bit. You're going to be playing baseball. Go do this. I will make one other quick point here. Everybody says, well, you know, they're used to being around other big leaguers at the all-star game. I've never been an all-star, but I have covered a ton of them. Those guys are on the most stringent schedule ever. They're getting shuttled around from this event to that event here. Here. It's more like they go play the games. Yeah. They hang out. They fly on the team flight. They're getting to know each other over these couple of weeks. And I bet you if you ask any of them from any country how much fun they ended up having, that's what you're going to end up hearing. But we'll see. Uh, Angels owner Artie Moreno had his first extensive availability in three years with local reporters over the weekend. Talked for about 30 minutes. And, of course, the topic of Shohei came up. Here's what Moreno said. He's arguably the most unique player, probably one of the top five or ten players. It's business, but we're going to sit down. Oh, Tony has to want to be here, too. It's a two-way street. When we started talking to Mike Trout, I spent a lot of time with Mike. I just said, you have to make a decision. This is where you want to be. This is where you want your family to be. We started sitting down with the agent, and Otani, he has to figure out if this is where he wants to be. Then somebody followed up, have you had any discussions with Otani about what happens beyond this year? Quote, we have not. Does that surprise you? I don't know if it surprises me. I mean, this, these things are always very delicate and, and both sides, you know, keep their cards close to the best chest. What's that saying? Best. Best. Um, so I don't think it's too like abnormal for them to not have had these discussions yet. Um, I think they'll probably start very soon. If I was the, if I was Artie Moreno, sure. I would have already started discussions with it. I'm sure they've had some casual talks about it. Um, but you know what? I'm going to say this. I, I'm going to agree with Artie Moreno here a little bit. Like, yeah, like Shoei has to, to show that he wants to, to be in Anaheim and, and come out and say that. And, you know, like you don't want to hamstring yourself by saying that in the media, uh, but it's true. I think that he knows that Shohei is going to explore other opportunities and they're in a, they're in a very tough situation, dude. I'm not going to sit, come in here and just say, look, do whatever, you know, Shohei has all the leverage and all this. Like it's, it's a difficult situation for both sides. He's played he he's played so well that it's it's turned into in, into this. Like Artie Moreno, you can't let him go. Uh, but then if you keep him, you got to pay him half a billion dollars. So he has to make that decision. If I'm him, and I think a lot of fans out there would agree, like you got to kind of keep this guy and pay him. Um, but it's it's more nuanced than just it's not black and white this situation. And I think a lot of people see it as black and white. Like you have to do it. You have to do it. It's a difficult hey, situation. How is he not sat down with him? To me, that's that. If I'm an Angels fan, I'm on fire today. I'm like, wait a second. 
how have we not sat down with him? Well, Otani has to want to sit down too. That's fine. Then you know what? Hey, how about, hey, we've tried to sit down. It just hasn't worked out yet. He said we have not sat down. Well, I mean, the, me, those two, a, both those could be the same thing. Could be, but geez, then I'd say the other thing, by the <laughs> way. Um, well, dude, he, he's out of practice three. That's the crazy thing for me in all this you talk about. He hasn't sat down with the media in three years. How is that even no, possible? That should be like a stipulation in owning a team. You should have to sit down every single year and do a town hall type situation. That's horrible. Multiple times a year, to be honest with you. Going into the season and end of the season. But whatever. They just beat to their own drums so they can stay out of trouble. And Manford can continue to take bullets for him. Um, I'll say this as well. I don't know how much baseball Artie Moreno's been watching if he only thinks that Shohei's a top five or ten player. In the I, yeah, I was going to say that, too. You're right about that. What are we doing? He's already negotiating. That's why. Really? Re oh, you think Otani's camp's going to be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm probably like <laughs> no. number nine in the league. <laughs> no, like, let's just put out our own top ten like MLB Network does. Oh, come on. Last thing, Team USA hitting coach. Ken Griffey Jr. There apparently there were some players chirping that they didn't think the 53-year-old could still go tank. He did. Would it interest you if we saw like an over 50 legends home run derby? Not really, to be honest. I mean, this was really cool. This is a special scenario where you know, you, first you see like the, the tape on his bat, the Griffey tape job, which is awesome to see. And then you have all these legends around him. So that that's what kind of made it special. Uh, Griffey's swing still looks pretty good. You can tell he hasn't been in the cage a lot. He was kind of popping some balls up. The quick twitch muscles aren't firing the way they used to. Uh, but you know this about me, Chris. I'm a baseball snob. I want to see the best of the best. And guys, if you're over 50, you're just not the best. Because there's a Cooperstown the game that goes on all the time. Nobody's watching that game because these guys are moving around, you know, pretty slowly. So to answer your question, no, I would not be interested in it. Although I did like seeing Griffey get in the cage. So who do we think is like the oldest legendary home run hitter that could still hit it out? Like, isn't Reggie 70? Do we think he could hit one out? I don't think so. I, I've seen, I've seen Rod Carew and Tony Oliva who are very up there in age, you know, as recently as, you know, a couple of years ago, get into the cage and still be able to barrel the ball like immediately. Now, could they hit homers? No, um, but they can get in the cage and still swing the bat a little bit. I mean, Jose Canseco still doing it. He's, he's, he's going all over the place, still hitting bombs. Own category. <laughs> own category. What, uh, what do you have coming up on, uh, on John boy? Well, we have uh, Talking Baseball just recorded. We're finishing our TPPs out today, so those will all be released um, as the week goes on. And you and I are going five days a week now, and I believe Talking yep. Baseball will go back full schedule as soon as the season starts. So that first week of April will go back to three days a week. We have Monday, Wednesday, Friday nice. again. Latest episode of the Rose Rotation with Tyler Glassman was out. He gives us uh, his two cents. Actually, that uh, the clip was just released earlier today about whether or not he was scared off uh, from participating in the WBC because of the injuries that we've seen. He's got a lot of good stuff. Plus, he gives us a physical update on him when he expects to be back and what it's been like with that roller coaster ride over the last several years. Plus, he's Tyler Glass now. He's great. Plus, he made an interesting new purchase that we talk about extensively. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. All right, so we are back at it again on Tuesday. 
which I'm very much looking forward to. So for uh, don't forget, by the way, to get those Fubo TV questions of the week in yes. by Thursday night so we can use it on Friday. You can become famous and we can get you some baseball today swag for our one of a kind producer, producer Dan and Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you Tuesday on Baseball Today.